Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. On this particular evening, October 30th, the Crosley Service estimated that 32 million people were listening in on radios. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first Hooray Show. Hooray. I'm Horatio Sands, and sitting across from the table is my producer and co-creator of all this junk, we'll Chad Krueger. Uh, hi, Horatio. Well, we call it only, junk already? It's only junk because it's laying all over my basement. It kind of is. It's it is. A, it's and a little bit of a to, mess right now. We need to pick it all up and put it together. And by the time you hear this... That would already have been done. There are a lot of nuggets in this podcast, I have to say. Yeah, like, well, you kids would probably call them Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Yeah. We have Matt Walsh, a very good friend of mine who is on the, the television show Veep, yeah. and also one of the co-creators of the UCB. Well, you know, we're like brothers sometimes. So, yeah, here we go. This is Matt Walsh and Horatio Sands just chit-chatting. <laughs> we're talking to Matt Walsh, founder of UCB. And also, movie star. You were in that Tornado movie. I was. Yeah. That, I was very excited for that movie and tweeted a lot about it. And Thank I want you very points much. For that. Thank you very much. Uh, you can, uh, I don't get points. I can't give you any points. I don't get any. I meant brownie points. Oh, brownie points? Thank Look you. Look, that's how jaded you are now by Hollywood. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Where do we live? At, what business are we in? I'm not asking you for points off your next movie. <laughs> I didn't say for next. tweeting. I thought you wanted points on Into the Storm. <laughs> Oh my god. You've forgotten to... what a favor is. <laughs> what it is to do a favor. Everything has to be an exchange. All right. You were claiming speaking of, speaking that of... you were marketing my movie. <laughs> Wait, That's did... a business comment. <laughs> to be fair, we're not paying Matt to be here right now, so he's no. kind of doing a favor. I no, know, but, but no. I'm more hurt by where where he took that. Yeah. That you I wanted money pl- from him. No, I what <laughs> I was doing a bit. Well, I do want money. That's what I meant. Uh, there's a lot of, I think we've developed a lot of ideas in the past, and I'm seeing them creep up. So I might sue you. <laughs> Everybody's got a prize. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to sue him. You're not? No, I'm not going to sue him. I was just busting beans. Busting beans with the great Matt Walsh. He'd be in the cover of uh, OK and all those salacious I'm rags. I'm sure we'd make the cover yeah, we'll of be, OK. Paparazzi will be hanging out here in the studio. <laughs> anyway, you'll be hearing more from Matt Walsh in a second. 
But now this. Who's this? Who's that? What's up? What's not? Celebrity gossip with Aaron Neville. Who's in? Who's out? What's hot to try? Celebrity gossip with Aaron Neville. Hello, Chad. Hey, Aaron. Oh, it's nice to be here at Bro Bro Studios for my main man, Horatio Sands. Oh, yeah. Are you here to talk to uh, us about the Kardashians today? Oh, yeah, my friend. Season 9 of the Kardashians is going to bring up some inspired lunacy, as always. And this time, we're talking about Bruce Jenner. Look at Bruce Jenner. He wants to be a lady. Look at Kim Kardashian. Her and Kanye gonna have another baby. I don't know why. Bruce Jenner wants titties. And that may be something we don't need to know. So Bruce Jenner is getting breasts. Yeah. Ain't that weird? Yeah. Who's this? Who's that? What's up? What's not? Celebrity gossip with Aaron Neville. Uh, it is such a pleasure when Aaron comes by. It really is. I feel like a better person, smarter for it. Well, Don't I you like feel? it that it's it's informative and also beautiful. The song. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Guy's got a voice, man. I don't here's a little secret about the Horatio I do not actually put reverb on Aaron's voice really that's naturally occurring I do not mess with it (laughs) so when he's on a mic and you put reverb it's like double reverb I don't even have to touch it it's automatically reverb well that's pretty cool that's pretty awesome sounds great yeah we're gonna go right into Walsh more Walsh yeah more Walsh okay so you pay you, you try to pay him a compliment He's one of the founders of the UCB Theater, and if you love that, then you got to love Walsh, because that's, that's like, I think Walsh's head is his quarter donation to that theater. My head? Yeah. What do you mean by that? that your, your demeanor is the goodness of UCB. Oh, my God. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And it, I mean, that's why the UCB is like the Beatles, you know? You needed four Paul? different voices. And, and Are you saying I'm Paul? Was yeah. Paul the nicest? You're, you're Paul, yeah. I don't want to be Paul. I want to be George. Why is George, why George? George was cooler. George was like a, a, a gadfly that collect, made these collectives. Like he had a film company he made with Nail and I, and he funded the first Python movie and put his house up for it as collateral. And then he put together like the Wilburys. And then he did the first crazy like concert. What, are you talking about George Harrison? Yeah, George Harrison. You said Ringo. I'm sorry. Did I say Ringo? You said George. I did. <laughs> for real? You have to be the... You said George. I have it on tape. I'll play it. I don't want to be Paul. I want to be George. Why is George? Why George? George was cooler. Oh, well, yeah. George is the coolest Beatle, <laughs> You have to listen to me. Is that part of the podcast? I have to listen to yeah. what you're saying? You're writing your next bit. Go to your next bit. What's your okay. next bit? <laughs> My next bit was, <laughs> why is Ringo your favorite Beatle? Situations Baby, you're adorable. Speaking of adorable, that was Matt Walsh from the hit show Veep and uh, Traveling Wilburys fan. Yes, the great Matt Walsh, who just happens to be our very first 
Hooray Show guests. Welcome to Bro Bro Studios, Matt Walsh. And we're also going to bring in Chris Catan to join Horatio and I and Matt. Chad, be careful because things is about to get ill down here. About to get deep. You've dated many attractive women from being on the show and and movies. <laughs> from being on and the show and movies. Like you don't date people that aren't movie people, right? That's not true at all. <laughs> That's definitely not true. I date people that look like they should be in movies or they want to be in movies. Yeah. And then they use and I can, and find I can out attest that's to that. Happening. What? Said, uh, you've had some very lovely girlfriends. I've had some, yeah. They've been like, but women that I really thought, this is it. This is the one. Really? You know? mm-hmm. That's why they were so lovely, I think. And in the back of your mind, you never thought, this is great, but I got to get something else. Mm, maybe once or twice. But I really, uh, I really was pretty smart about like I'm gonna be in this or not be in it. I think I truly tried. I think I was really yeah. uh, pretty uh, aware of trying to be hel- have a healthy relationship. Um, yeah, and you you do well. I mean, you do. Um, but I stuck you're a romantic through, person. I've seen that. Yeah, but I stuck through some things I should have just got out of quickly. But I did have to grow up a little bit out of the uh, the 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 eye candy factor. There was a little bit of that. Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, this She's was a very beautiful girl. This was in, during your SNL days because I remember seeing her come around. You were uh, you were actually part of the gang at one point, I guess. You would come over. I had an apartment in L.A. and and do you remember that crazy night at uh, the Chateau? That was yeah, <laughs> that was funny. She ran into the strand in the middle of the street. She she left the Chateau, ran out in the middle of the street. And I followed her. Yeah. She was very free spirit. Or, you know, she's kind of like, I guess I haven't seen her show that often. So is, maybe she is a little bit like that person. No? I don't know. She's uh, got that kind of zany. Like, like I wild? mean, when you hang out with her, you feel like she's kind of a. Like you're hanging on like a behind her. like on, But she ran out. Into, she was uh, incredibly uh, charming and not. Was she a musician back then? Was she like. A, she was. No, she was just playing the ukulele, but she didn't have a band. Okay. She would sing Billy Holiday songs all the time. She was oh. like, it was very hard not to be bewildered by her. Yeah. She was very uh, lovely. and But she was young. She was really young. I think that was my, probably. How old that was, wasn't a problem. I had a good time. Gonna, what am I talking well, about? I'm not going to ask how old you guys were, but. Uh, I was older than her. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't quite remember. I think it was that. I think she was probably 20. Two or twenty-three, maybe. Yeah, and you just—you were just trying to, t- you know, take care of the whole party, and she ran out. You didn't even notice. But yeah. I chased her down the street, and she was like, she was out in front of <laughs> that western place on, on Sunset. Yes. What the hell's that place called? Saddle Ranch. Saddle, saddle Ranch. Ranch with all the fake yeah. uh, mannequins. Yeah. She was talking to these Saddle Ranch dirtbags. She went down there. Yeah. Are you? And they were like, they were like, you know, going to pick her up. I had to confront them. I kind of like said, that. "Hey, man!" They're like, "What? The, who are you?" <laughs> I said, "That's my buddy's girlfriend, dude." You did, that's and I so grabbed cool. her. Yeah, I kind of like that. She was so, such a recluse, like that. Like, that's my girlfriend. She's crazy and fun. You like that? I kind of did a little bit because what comes with oh, that is because I was excited that I was beautiful. With her. There's also what comes with craziness is um, she, sexual oh. craziness. Yeah. That was going on. It wasn't crazy. <laughs> that, there was sex. But she she was young. Well, you keep saying that, and you're making it sound like it was a terrible thing. Oh, I mean, no, it was fine. She wasn't 14. No. She was like 22. 16. 
No, she was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. But she. Uh, she. I used to tell people how she broke up with me, but I was actually. I think I'm wrong. She originally broke up with me. I don't know if I should say because it's kind of personal, I guess. Well, she left me because she was going to go do a movie, and she had her reasons. But the other time she kind of broke up with me. I think it was this. Was it? This is interesting. Was uh, she broke up with me? But then I think we got back together the next year or something. But. It was uh, when the, um, but it was pretty serious. Is when when uh, 9-11, uh, she was like, you got, come, she was with her dad and she's living with her folks still. And I was with my dad in Sherman Oaks and she was like, come over. Like she left messages over and over and over. Like, please come over. I want to be with you. You know, be my right side, be with me. And I was like, well, I really want to stay with my dad, you know. And that was like that taking sides thing that day. Because you want to be with your loved ones. It actually, she was like, I don't, yeah, I do distinctly remember her getting very upset about that. And that was like a bad, that was like her, like, you you didn't come to me on the day. Uh, He was in his pajamas. He wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Once the pajamas came on, he wasn't out of the house. He had his pajamas on all day. (laughs) You know what? If you, like, like you couldn't make 9 11 sadder. But just did that did I, I really did. make it worse? Yeah, now when I think of nine eleven, I'm gonna think about I'm that sorry. too. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, let's yeah. talk about Bambi or something. All right, let's talk about Bambi. I'm sorry. Did I bring up a? No, I uh, don't apologize for anything. And if you don't want did anybody to talk have a about good nine eleven, you can just that's say that's the tour. That's the YouTube tour I saw. I saw the YouTube nine eleven tour where at the end of the show <laughs> they would play the list the of deceased at the end of their show, and I saw them in Philly. Get that. out of oh! here. I'm not kidding. It's not called the 911 tour. Well, that's what it, it was only that day. It was no, it only, no, it wasn't that day. They were running around the country for several months, I think. It wasn't it called was, the 911 tour. It was called the the uh, the. Wouldn't it be the funny ever, if they called it? The <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a couple well, of things I'll, we need to talk about as a what? band. What? I what thought it was th- nap time. No. First <laughs> oh. off, we need our shit goes down plan. Well, we first... We have the island, right? When the shit goes down, we're going to the island, is right? It, uh, is this... The, are we talking about the finishing the verse to Lady with the Spinning Head? Is we that could, what we're talking about? We could here? talk about that. But right. I was talking about when the shit goes down. The U2 bus... The Humvees. Oh, yes. We have to. We've made and we've earned enough money mm. to protect ourselves when the shit goes down. Correct. That's right. We're going to take Route sixty six. Sixty six. All the way from Los Angeles. Well, well, let's, uh, if we can, let's somehow incorporate BB uh, King. We will give BB King he's one call, but we're not waiting on him. We're not yeah, waiting we're longer than two him. hours. Well, he's a great last. Bono, you have a lot of more friends than the rest of us, and you're going to keep That's the bus very true. full. And you do. We're not playing that game again. Where's my surprise? Steve Jobs? We're not bringing Steve Jobs aboard. <laughs> Adam Clayton only has Adam Clayton as a friend. I'm just saying that and we need to play that. I don't think turn this, the, turn the, I, you know what, guys? I think this is time for a tour. Oh, we could use I this. Mean, and what I'm hearing from you guys is you think we should go on some type of 9-11 tour. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. that's a is what, idea. Is what we're seeing here on the tube really look, happening? Look, we've succeeded because we're the fastest in the first, right? We, we'll be the right. first band to do a 9 Of course it just happened <laughs> well, three should, hours ago. If we, we but don't we even, have to we plan this. We, got to honor no, we have to honor these people and we, we have to build a get on the phone and talk to the government. If we can somehow incorporate our faces... Oh, no, you're bigger the than the government. You're bigger than the government. Look, I'm better looking than ever. Everyone in this room. That's why. Okay, thing. Bono. 
We all know that. Where's my You always bring sprite? that up every meeting. <laughs> I'm just saying we should take advantage of this terrible, terrible situation. Maurice, can you bring two sprites? And we could try to get some money out of it. If we can somehow make millions off of everyone's death, this would be fantastic. Bono. That's what we're It's saying. Bono, you fuck. <laughs> The National Football League and Clear Channel Entertainment present the E-Trade Financial Super Bowl 36 Halftime Show, featuring an unprecedented performance from you 2 The tour was the evolu- uh, the the Elevation Tour. Elevation, Wasn't that that's the right. Tour? Yeah, it was Elevation. And they had a big heart. The stage was yeah. a big heart. Yeah. See, that was kind of like rebirth. That was a rebirth, but that's they're reinventing. They came back in a big. Yeah, way. our impressions are really not good. Of Bono. Bono. I tell you, folks, Bono. like Paul McCartney meets Big Tiger. Yeah. Bono yeah. suit. What? What's that? Nothing. Were you gonna do Bono? Thank you for bringing up Zoe. I want people to know. <laughs> I was that. like, I sometimes I feel like because I bring her, if I ever brought her up, people were like, you know, shut up with that, like. As if I was using it, like, well, this one time I was at a party and, and David I'm Sp- using it. David Spade said it. to me once, he goes like, "If you say that one more time, I'm gonna hit you." Like, as if I'm showing off my gold watch <laughs> or something. <laughs> I just happened to be. I was excited about it at one point. <laughs> if I you could, I would show my photos of her, but I can't. Why don't you? Because that's disgusting, or that's just perverted. Can I show you pictures? Oh, of you mean dirty right? pictures? No. <laughs> well, yes. What if you made it your, your like Twitter page picture? Extra, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be good. Every, every day, year, it'll be a different every day. Oh, see yeah, every day. See if you can fill a year. See if you can fill a year. <laughs> that is classic. I could not do. Like <laughs> <laughs> a week. It's Tuesday, Jane Tuesday. Who could forget Jane? Anyway, let's move on. We'll move. Go ahead. This next segment, <laughs> we were, we were <laughs> talking about some crazy business with Chris Kattan when it became apparent that he was that he believed that a zombie apocalypse was perhaps already starting. It's crazy. Like, Are you worried about Ebola zombies? The zombies? Like, do you think Ebola will turn into the zombie apocalypse? Um. I don't know. I don't think that. We were talking about it hopefully. earlier. Like, there's like a, there's an Ebola scare. Like, people are well, really scared. And I think I, it's the zombie element. The fact it's when you that, die like, from Ebola, if you don't destroy the body, yeah, it becomes a zombie. Yeah, is that? I a think joke? that's the underlying. I think it's true. Are you joking? I think there's a little. I think it's true. I think there's Wait, a little what? truth to that. I think there's a little truth to that. If we die, then the Ebola. If you die from the Ebola, oh, and right. you're not, your body isn't destroyed. There are zombie-like. Uh, reports of people doing strange things because their brain is being eaten away by a virus. You know what I mean? Right. So it oh, has been like zombie-like behavior. It's not a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but I think the reason the paranoia, it's very popular to be paranoid right now about this thing. The thing is, if, if it was a zombie so apocalypse. Yeah, we are. We're so vulnerable. Yeah. vulnerable. I mean, look at us. Like, And the weird thing is we choose it, too. Like, we go to see these scary movies in the f- movies, and they make scary movies in the movies. To the theaters, so, like, they make so much money. These paranormal activities and all that, and I mean, God, that's a, our like first the, choice. It's like riding like a roller coaster. Go. It is, but, but when it gets really scary, do we like that? No, we get scared. Well, maybe we do. It makes life a little more. Thrilling. It's like the number one yeah. thing on television. Like now, the yeah. fact that we might be facing a zombie apocalypse is exciting. I mean, you, no, I think you've you've really crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
would like a glass of milk and a pizza pie, please. Coming right up. A glass of milk and a pizza pie. Well, that will hit the old spot. A glass of milk and a pizza pie. Here's your glass of milk. And what kind of pie would you like? Ah, uh, just a plain old pizza pie. Okay, I understand. But do you want cherry, pecan, or apple? Oh, who puts apples on a pizza? Why are we talking about pizza? Oh, this is ridiculous. Look, I'll just take that glass of milk and a bowl of soup, please. Coming right up. I'll get that glass of milk to you and a bowl of soup. Fantastic. A glass of milk and a bowl of soup. Well, here's your glass of milk. What kind of soup would you like? A bowl of soup, please. I understand you want a bowl of soup. But what kind? I don't think you do understand, sir. I simply want a bowl of soup. Okay, great. Now we have the size figured out. Have we? I think so. You want a bowl of soup? Finally. Finally what? You finally understand I want a bowl of soup. Yes. Now what kind of soup? Listen, Buster, I don't know what the FDR is wrong with you. And I'm going to insist on speaking to a manager. Very well, sir. My manager is also my wife. She's from Korea. Come here, you. Hello, I'm you. You're me? If you're me, then who the devil am I? You're you. I am me? You are me? No, you are you, and I am me. How can I help me? Well, I'd recommend a slug of gin in the afternoon, but that's not what I came here for. I've been trying to tell you. I want a glass of milk, a pizza pie, and a bowl of soup. That's a bowl of soup infected with the Ebola virus because I want to die. I want to kill myself by eating Ebola You! Why'd you kill him? We don't have any more soup. Wow. That is good. Wasn't that cool? That and it's, so all, it's almost just, uh, it's really timely. And a very little known fact, too, is that there was, I guess, an Ebola scare in the early 50s. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part of it, but yeah, there was an Ebola scare back then. I don't know if I could laugh about it yet. <laughs> uh, well, it's out of your control, so you might as well laugh. Is it? Yeah. And with that, we'll, we'll be, be right very- back. <laughs> Life is excellent. Tap water tastes like excrement. The sky is rain poison, but I gotta pay the rent. That was the sing-along part. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I think Catan was genuinely scared. Yeah, when we were talking about he that, was. about zombie Ebola's, like no, he bought, I think he bought it from hook, it. line, and whatever, and stinker. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You brought up. Uh, she broke up with no a nine eleven. That was the time. That she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no. Yeah. She just didn't. Uh, she didn't feel like I was supportive towards her. I didn't go to comfort her, which I didn't. I comforted my dad instead. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't want to leave though. It felt like a weird, you know, it was a weird day. It was a terrible day. It's... Do you ever say like, "I wish I didn't do it. I wish I'd just throw my dad in the bed"? Uh, no, I don't know. No, I'm glad I stayed with my dad because it was. Uh, I wouldn't want to see my dad moping, and then while I was going down on Zoe, <laughs> it would be great though to be like on nine eleven. I was I going down on Zoe, so I don't really. I wasn't affected by it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I should have done something like that. It was hard to find people want to have sex. (laughs) 
Chad started up the incense uh, to hide the smell of uh, basement, right? Basement. Well, basically. What are you thinking? What? What? Why do you like the incense? It's peaceful. It's calming, and it doesn't smell like ass down here when we burn the incense. We gotta stop. We gotta stop that just sitting on our chairs without pants and underwear. Yeah, it's Maybe hot. Wipe, get a get a wet wipe and uh, you know, what a lovely image. We're take, take a little wet putting wipe out there for the for the public. Just smelly <laughs> ass dudes. Uh, people are. There's a debate going around whether I have a man cave or a, or a studio, and I I like to say it's more of a studio, but it is becoming man cavey. But it has the smell of a man cave. It does. <laughs> I was going to say that I think the difference between a man cave and what we're doing is, don't you think, when you think man cave, doesn't that associate your brain with sports? Yeah. There's nothing sports related down here. Everything is microphones and audio and, like, cool, I mean, cool paintings. And <clears throat> but because everyone's doing podcasts and people, like, like um, it's Mark becoming Mark. its own little, like, ham radio situation. Like, you can go online and get signs that say recording or on the air. And it says, and now they, when you look for stuff on eBay, you know, you put man cave, recording light, you know, and they come up. So I guess you can have a man cave that's a recording studio, and that's what's happening here. Yeah. We also have your telephone, your crank telephone over there. You're listening to the Bro Row Podcast. (laughs) Did you want to really talk about DUIs? No, we don't have to. <laughs> Let's leave my record. We'll cut this. that out, but that would be we'll terrible radio if you go. Do you want to talk about that time you're in prison? No. So part of the charm of the Horatio is that we recorded in my basement, mm-hmm. and I have an open door policy for many people to come by and hang out. And one day, we had the great Eddie Driscoll come by to the studio. I had so much fun that day. I really did. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You uh, just met him. He's quite a character, and um, he served a few months in jail for DUIs. I think you know that's not a that, that wouldn't shock anyone really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's a good guy. He's never killed anyone, luckily. And he he served his time, and he served his time here in L.A., and part of that was he became kind of a joke teller to not get in trouble with anyone. So he kind of, to fit into the prison system, he had to be... But they gave him the name (laughs) Shitmouse. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, so that was his... So he to survive in prison, basically, as the Shitmouse, he starts telling jokes on, like, talent night. Yeah, and he starts writing jokes. And he's doing stand-up comedy in prison. specific jokes for the Latino gangs and for the black gangs. Yeah, so he's got, you know, he's basically... The in-house jester, and uh, he came by and told us this great joke, and uh, I'd like to share it with everyone. Cool. Hey, man, tell the Pancho Villa joke, man. <laughs> I have to. I ask. had to actually have. Yeah, to, what is the Pancho Villa, Villa, Villa joke? All right. Well, Pancho Villa. Uh, a guy goes down to Pancho Villa's hometown, and he's he tries to. Uh, he's doing a, a book about Pancho Villa, so he goes into the into the cantina, and he asks. He says, "Hey, bartender." He says, "Do you? Uh, I'm doing a book on Pancho Villa. Can you?" Uh, do you know anybody that knows or would know anything about Pancho Villa? And he says, oh, you need to talk to old gringo in the back of the bar, senor. He, he, he knows Pancho Villa. So he goes in his old wrinkled little Mexican dude behind the bar, and he's like, Are you, uh, he goes, senor, I understand you might know Pancho Villa. And he goes, si, senor, I know Pancho Villa. He goes, you buy me tequila. I tell you a story about Pancho Villa. And he goes, one time, he goes, when I was a very little boy, I'm in my hometown of mi madre. She says, hey, 
Juan, you need to go to the bank for me, please. So I get on the burro and I take a, I got to take a, the money into the bank. So I start to ride the burro into town and there's a cloud of dust coming towards me. And who should ride up in a, on a giant black stallion but Pancho Villa? He's got the pistoleros. He's got a giant hat on. He's the big mustache. And he's, he's waving the guns and shooting them. And, and he's like, hey, little boy, stick them up. And I realize he's drunk. He's got tequila. He's drinking tequila. <laughs> so stick him up, little boy. So I'm very scared. I don't want to die. So I put my hands in the air and I drop the money on the ground. And he goes, little boy, he goes, give me that money. So I, I get down off me burro and I hand him the money. And he says, hey. He takes a swig of his tequila. And he goes, I'm very scared. I don't want to die. And he goes, even my burro is scared. And my burro lifts up his tail. He takes a shit on the ground. <laughs> So Pancho Villa look at the shit and he goes, hey, little boy, eat that shit. And I go, what? He goes, eat that shit, little boy, I'll shoot you. So he goes and he grabs, uh, he goes, what do I do? I don't want to die. So I reach down, I grab the steaming pile of shit and I take a bite out of the shit. And he goes, Pancho Villa, he watched me eat the shit. He started to laugh. He laughed very hard and his, he laughed so hard he dropped his pistols. And I pick up the pistols and I go, hey, Pancho Villa, you stick them up. So Pancho Villa, first time in his life, he caught, he's caught a scare. He's surprised. He's even scared. Even his horse is scared. His horse takes shit on the ground. So I look at the shit and I go, hey, Pancho Villa, you eat the shit. He goes, I don't want to eat shit. I'm Pancho Villa. You fuck you, Pancho Villa. I shoot you. So he goes, I go to, I, so Pancho Villa reached out and he grabbed the fucking big pile of steaming shit. He started eating the shit. And he goes, you asked me if I know Pancho Villa. He goes, know him? I had lunch with him. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know Pancho Villa? <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be here until <laughs> until I get paroled. Wow. Yeah. The crowd at the basement here. The crowd in the basement. Did you meet Bono? Yeah, a few times. Did you guys hang out? Uh, I guess. I guess. I told you, you know that story where I spoke to him for like 20 minutes and I was really excited about it. And uh, he, at the end of the conversation, I said, well, Bono, it was nice to see you again. He, and he said, goodbye, Jimmy. <laughs> totally unaware. Like he just doesn't, I, you know, and I like, I think that was in a way kind of cool, even though it's depressing, but it was kind of cool. That rock and roll. I like that but rock and roll people. wasn't that happening though back then that people th were confusing know, you and Jimmy? Everybody confused, so, but also rock. Guys like that, they're not they watching okay. all the time. They, they could like confuse people. He yeah. probably doesn't know the difference between. Yes, well, the next day he called Jimmy, inviting him to his birthday party, thinking it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy was like, "Oh, you got, you got, do you talk to Bono? Because I'm going to his birthday party." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Do you deserve more? More for Jimmy? More? Here's something more." Uh, here's something more for you. <laughs> Wait, so Jimmy went and Jimmy didn't say, let's both go? He uh, just said, no, no, I think it was, a, I don't remember. No, Jimmy's a nice guy. I don't no, know. No, I know. I love Jimmy. All right, all right. No, but, <laughs> no, but I, I don't remember. I think it was a New York, L.A. thing. I think he was in New York and I was in L.A. so I couldn't go anyway. I don't know why he assumed. 
But you're still hurt by it. (laughs) No, it's... (laughs) No, because, you know, I've seen him a couple times after that, and he was very... He's been... I think he knows me now. Okay. But I think he knows the difference, because he was on Jimmy's uh, uh, premiere show, premiere Tonight Show. I, I think I tried my best to approach them, and... I probably needed, like, alcohol in my system or something. Like, I remember not saying anything to Bruce Springsteen until the after party. And then he was with his wife. And I said something that I think was kind of accurate. I just said to him and his wife, I said, you have the best sexual chemistry. (laughs) 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 To him and his wife. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have very funny non-sequiturs. I don't think people know that. I think they like that, though. (laughs) It's like something that you wouldn't hear that often. (laughs) In the best. It's nice. Like, you know, yeah, you, guys have, you nice. seem like you have good, great sexual chemistry, hey, man. you guys. <laughs> well, it's better than saying, hey, born in the USA. I love it. Yeah, they don't want to hear that. Those guys don't want to hear any of that. Right. I was going to say that I always got excited about the female guest house. I mean, I you just. You got horny. Yeah. I, I just had a crush. Like, I got a little crush. Because they were the hottest girls in in America at the time, just kind of being put on the show and and you're around them for the week you know you're you're kind of they're vul- they're very vulnerable you can lie to them and they believe you <laughs> well i know yeah you you did you give pills to katie holmes to do that that's scene in where, the sketch where she almost where she's in the almost sketch sexually I gave assaulted pills. by you in the sketch well that's also a weird thing too is like writing sketches where you can't do things in normal life so you kind of write it like that yeah. was a, I Catan, had a few rapes. There's a few Britney's scenes where tits. they're pretty much rape scenes. Yeah, they're pretty much full on. All the Mr. Well, Peeper sketches are basically me raping. Those, but that was your raping bent. And it's though. them going, that's hey, the I great, agree. I'm fine with this. Your characters, your characters weren't lecherous. But you, you were, yeah. but the characters uh, weren't. Well, they were when that happened. Like the mango. The mango was like. No, no mango. But, but it made other people want to do lecherous things to me. Mango did. Yeah, but I, Mr. I was, Peepers you know, did was, lecherous things to someone. Do you remember someone... when uh, I saw that happening? We were at an after-after party, and you were with this little blonde. Oh. And uh, and she was really cute, and, uh, and but you were, like, over it already? <laughs> and But you were going to stay with her? Uh, and then I came out, and, you, and uh, he, you're like, yeah, I'm, listen, <laughs> listen to this one. <laughs> She's, she was like, and she just looked pointing at Chris going, you're Mango Dango. Yeah, she's drunk going, Mango, Mango Dango. Dango. <laughs> kind of like that kind of girl that wants to, like, push you, push you with her, her finger, like, boop, <laughs> beep. Mango Dango. <laughs> but she really slept with annoying. her, right? No. I you didn't? Don't, no, I don't think so. Oh, I just, I just, well, that may have been a good choice. No, I just came on her. But I, <laughs> That is sleeping. Well, it's almost her. sleeping. Sorry. Her, yeah. Uh, it's almost, no, I, did, I don't. No, we didn't do anything. The other story was uh, Tracy helped me out by fixing me up with some girl. Like, hey, take this woman home, you know. And then, um, and I took her right before, right on the way to my home, like maybe a few blocks away. She, she started crying a little bit. And I said, "Are, are you?" Oh, right before we we're gonna make, right before I made a move on her in the car, Jesus. she goes, "I, I tried to kill myself yesterday." Oh, oh no! Yeah. That's another good one. It's appropriate. Thanks, Tracy. That was Tracy's hookup. Yeah. Oh, how'd it go last night? Uh, <laughs> I tried to kill myself. I'm sorry. I ski dropped me off. I don't want to leave. Let's take a little Stretch break. Of our we got some hot stuff coming up. We're coming up next. Is there a commercial break? Or yeah, what? there's going to be a commercial break. There really is? 
Mm-hmm. Not for McDonald's. That's good. I'm making $100 million from this. Holy wow. shit. Congratulations, first Both. of all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was talking about um, some. You know, sometimes you have to shave your balls. Uh, have you ever shaved your balls, Chad? Uh, constantly. No, seriously. You ever have a trim? A trim, obviously. A trim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me too. I'm more of a trim guy. I don't go like just playing like porno, like a porno chick. I have hair down there, but I try to keep it, you know, relatively toned down. <laughs> and you know, the scrotum is very hard to. To cut, like you cut to cut the hair on the scrotum because it's like shaped like a, like a rotting plum, and uh, or bit you know. There's lots of grooves in there, and, and like it's not. And it doesn't veins. seem it doesn't seem shavable. And then you could stretch it out like a bat wing, mm-hmm. but then you need three hands. Yeah, it's, 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 it would be a two person job doing that. Yeah. So, and I've had my balls burned with nair, mm-hmm. and that's not fun. Uh, if you leave Nair on too long, you know, it, it'll burn the skin on your testicles. And that's that's not fun, and believe me, I've been there. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? So the solution is shaveyourballs.com. Shaveyourballs.com. Every day you will receive a specially designed blade that prevents your balls from getting scratched, cut, or just irritated. It's very difficult to describe the shape of this blade on the on audio, on the radio, on a podcast, because you really have to see it to believe it, but it does work miracles. Yeah, well, it, what the, the trick is the the angle of the blade. It mm-hmm. bends towards, it bends around, circ- like a semicircle around your testicles, mm-hmm. and it doesn't damage your testicles. And, uh, you know, because you don't want it to be with a lady, and then you pull down your pants, and it's like... And then you got Reggie Watts down there. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Not the real Reggie Watts, but his hair. Well, I think the best part about shaveyourballs.com is that they do send you a new razor every day, which seems excessive. Like, it seems like a weekly thing would be good, but I don't know. I might want to shave my balls today. That's the thing, too. After a while, it starts becoming like brushing your teeth. You're like, oh, I have to run the razor across my balls. Right. And, Sh- uh, shower, shave, shave your balls. Shaveyourballs.com. Shaveyourballs.com. Yeah, please. And it's not it's a real business, so don't call up and mess around. This is a real professional place and they're, they're offering a great service. I great. love it. Fantastic. I'm really excited to have them on board as a sponsor. They're gonna be a valuable sponsor as it moves forward. Shaveyourballs.com. Shave your balls. But you don't know that they're whether they're listening or not. You have no idea how many people are listening and what they're thinking. I had every hope that uh, that the people would be excited as they would be at a melodrama. But, yeah. Naturally, I, uh, we will have to sit down and, and think very carefully about future broadcasts. Can you make any specific changes to any programs that were uh, scheduled, such as next week, for instance? No. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom!
Crypto.com. The Wolf Dead. Dale, y'all! This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aquí Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hola, donde sea. Spanish Aquí Presents. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, Luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.